the streets of Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host dice man jeff trunnapole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of jackpot joey burrow and the cincinnati Bengals, and the number two team in the country the university of cincinnati bearcats now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up i'm up to 1412 subscribers that is awesome and as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, do me a favor, if you're watching on Twitter or if you're watching on Facebook and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the button for the subscription. Hit the bell for notifications. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. And as always, we're doing exclusively in the YouTube chats. We are doing super chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing or if you want to make sure that your comic definitely gets read, Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, the ice cave that I'm coming to you live from is being brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all you rental property management needs and your rental needs. I've got a little, um, I'll read the comments here. And Terry, I got to get, <laughs> I got to give it to you, man. You're watching from the ER. We'll value your fingers. Okay. I hope you are okay, man. I know you're a, a loyal listener or watcher and uh yeah uh yes value your fingers i hope everything goes good man uh prayer sent your way that's uh that's that's dedication right there you're in the er and you're watching my show i appreciate it <laughs> all right guys welcome to everybody in the chat uh we're having a fun football friday show jake lisco from the locked on Bengals podcast will be joining the show he's not gonna join until about six o'clock so from then until now, it is you and me. 
let's see here. All right, news of the day. Uh, Chris Evans is, is out. Uh, he just can't get the hamstring completely healthy, but Kelly Kareem is in. I think this is good news because we need another edge. We've all talked about it. Hopefully, Kelly Kareem can be that extra edge rusher that we need and he can stay healthy the rest of the year. The times he's played, he's been very active and very good. So bad Chris Evans is out, but hey, Samarja Piran played outstanding last week. So hopefully Chris Evans heals up. Khalid Kareem can play good. Now we got the Jets and the Bengals this weekend, but Saturday we have the University of Cincinnati taking on the Tulane Green Wave. Like I said, I think both these games are, are going to be wins. Cincinnati, I think the Bearcats are favored by like 28 points or something like that. People are picking them to cover on that, which they're going to have. They need to win by that big of a margin to get the college football playoff committee to keep them in the top four. Now, the rankings, the ones that actually count, that's why I call them, the college football playoff rankings come out Tuesday. We need a big showing to kind of just say, hey, you know, last week, Navy, the triple option, hard to run on, hard to play against, hard to defend. It's kind of a bump in the road, which they kind of gave that to us by keeping us at number two. Hopefully the college football playoff committee feels the same way. And it's kind of like what Joe Daneman said yesterday on the show, that in the back of the minds of the college playoff committee, they screwed us last year. Are they going to do it two years in a row? You know they're human. You know that's what they're thinking. Back here somewhere saying, you know, can we really do this to this team two years in a row? We'll find out. All right, uh, Terry, you said you're still going to hang out at scoreboard, I promise. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I hope you're, like I said, I hope your finger is okay. Oh, uh, man. But yeah, prayers definitely for you. As long as Tulane doesn't run the triple option, we should be fine. But I'm worried about Navy exposing weakness of that. Oh, yeah. I, I Navy exposed some stuff. I mean, but not – they're the only ones that run the triple option. Well, I mean, I think I think Army might. <laughs> but, yeah, Terry, it, it, it did expose some stuff. I don't think other teams are – can take advantage of it as much as Navy did because of the offense they run. Tulane, let's be honest, they're not a very good team at all. Their defense is terrible. We should. I mean, honestly, the Bengals and the Bearcats could put 50 on both these teams. <laughs> they really could. If they're going to, I don't know. But we'll find out. That's what they. That's why they play the games. Football starts tomorrow. This is a fun football Friday show. I cannot wait. All right, let's get to some of the uh, Jets news. Now, they said uh, Corey Davis is out for the Jets, and Mike White, whoever the hell that is, is going to be the quarterback for the Jets. So, um, James Crowder for the Jets, wide receiver, he's probably going to be his biggest tar target of Mike White. We'll see what happens. Um, I just really think that the Bengals are going to put it on them. I really do. Let's see. Let's get into some of the chat here. Uh, Foxy, what's up here? Said, thanks for doing the show. Jeff lost my brother this week. Oh, my goodness. And this has been my way to get away from time on your show. Oh, man, Foxy, man, that sucks, dude. My my prayers, prayers, you de definitely, uh, that sucks to lose your brother. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but definitely, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on today. I mean, Terry's in the, in the ER, you lost your brother, man. That's that's not good. I definitely keep both of you guys in my prayer when you lose a family member, especially a brother. That is uh, that's something hard to get over. So, hey, let's have some fun, man. It's a fun football Friday. Let's talk some Bengals, some Bearcats. And uh, let's have some fun here. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Crown says they almost beat Oklahoma. Are you talking about Navy? Because, um, shoot, Texas almost beat Oklahoma. Um, Kansas almost beat Oklahoma. <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, yeah, you're getting a lot of love. Love to you there uh, from Rob there. Foxy. Joe Hude, what's up? What's up? Black floor back at you. 
Yep, Foxy. Everybody keep Foxy in your prayers. He's going through a rough time. That that sucks, man. So let's get into this thing. So, all right, we got the Bearcats Saturday. Like I said, this is – I really do think it's going to be two wins I, I for the Bengals and the Bearcats. Now, one thing I want to I want to point out here about one of my favorite players on the Bengals, and I tweeted this out, and my stats guy, Tommy, he's the one that came up with these, these stats on, on Q, Quentin Spain. And I tweeted this out today, and, and it's on he put he posted it on Hootie Nation. So I just copied what he put on Hootie Nation and I tweeted it out. But these are amazing stats for Quentin Spain because of everybody who wanted the Bengals to get Joe Tooney. I was one of them, but I didn't want to pay the amount of money that he got. But just listen to this. Quentin Spain, in 431 snaps this year, Q has only allowed pressures of 1.7% of the time. That's seven snaps out of 100, or excuse me, out of 431 total. That's second overall in the NFL among guards. Joe Tooney, who everybody wanted, including me, is eighth in this same category. And Q is on a veteran minimum contract. That is unbelievable. That is the kind of offensive line play that we want. I think this offensive line is going to keep getting better and better and better. The one I am concerned about, I think everybody else is concerned about, is Trey Hopkins. And it's nothing against him. It's his knee. And I know every Wednesday he he takes the, takes that practice off. It's it's rest and recovery. And one thing, I'll, I'll give this to Zach. And I love this about Zach. I think Zach has done a – and I think it's shown in our health. They are giving a lots of players – veteran days off or taking it easy on them. They're still installing the game plan. They're still getting the work in. But health is a huge, huge deal in the NFL. There's so many teams that have so many guys on the IR. And the Bengals only have one right now. Well, yeah, because the Keeman Denergy came off now too. So uh, that's the only, Trey, or Trey, uh, Trey Wayne's the only one we have. And I think after this week, he's back. I think this will be his third week. So you got to give Zach Taylor credit for this. I, and I, I look, I'm a big Zach Taylor fan. I've always been a big Zach Taylor fan. I have defended him a ton. If you guys ever watched the show last year with Jeremy was my co-host, or Jeremy's still a co-host, if he could ever get on the show. He was always coming at me about Zach. And I'm like, I really think Zach's a good coach. I don't think he has the talent last year. Looks like I was right. He's got the talent. But I also, I think this is a new way. And this is a new thing because last year, last couple of years, We've had so many injuries, especially last year, and I think they changed some stuff. And it's nothing against the way Marvin Lewis did it, but Marvin Lewis will always say, if you don't practice, you don't play. I, I hear or I see better than I hear. All that stuff, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't work all the time. I mean, players, you need them to play on Sunday. Playing on Sunday is more important than, sorry, practicing during the week. I mean, how many guys – do we know in uh, in the NFL from other teams who have never – they didn't practice because of, of an injury. They get the game plan. They know what to do, and they're ready to go Sunday. It happens over and over and over again. And that's what Zach Taylor is doing a great job, of, especially with Trey Hopkins. And he's the one I am concerned about. So what I'm hoping is the Bengals get out on the Jets, and by halftime this game is over, and Trey can sit, and we put, put Hill in as center and get let the rookie get him some uh, – Gets him some time, and I know uh, Doggy. If you're still out there, you would uh, you would like that because he's a Georgia boy. All right, Blackthorn. Oh yeah, let's get the Terry here. You first. Where is Ritter in the Heisman race? Well, that's a good question. Since last week, um, I haven't heard as many people talking about him because of well, he didn't have such a good game last week. I know ESPN tweeted out, you know, the top four, their top four candidates at the Heisman of QBs, and Ritter wasn't there. Now that could change very easily. As soon as um, he has a good game again, as soon as he has a good game again, then they're they're back at it, and he'll be back in the in the conversation again. So it's it's one game, I think, and he can get back into it. <laughs> Sorry, I I, I gotta. I had to send something to Jake there. Sorry. <laughs> but that's what I think. I think it's one game and he gets back into it. Because, I mean, after the Notre Dame game 
And the Central Florida game, everybody was talking about Ritter. He had one get bad game because there's no there's no Joe Burrow this year so far. I mean, maybe you know nobody that's standing out as that's the guy. You know, so we got another. It's really the the separation is really going to come here in November. This, you know, starting this next month, that's when I think the separation is going to happen. And Desmond has to get the biggest problem with Des. He's got to get off to better start. I keep saying that. Me and uh, Karen's keep talking about that. Which actually, I was on Karen's show um, earlier this week. And I think it's up now, full 10 yards podcast. You guys can go ch- check that out too if you enjoy me and him when he's been on my show. I've been on his show a couple of times, but he, but it's I think it's up on the podcast. But that's what I'm saying. This, this November is when I think you're going to separate the men from the boys as far as the Heisman Trophy goes. But DJ Ritter has got to get up to better starts to have a shot at this. Blackthorn, I want the Bengals to put up a 30 burger, big Zach meal. <laughs> I like that. I think, I think they will. I mean, the Patriots put fifty on them. If the Patriots put fifty, why in the world can't the Bengals with their offense? You know, get low. What's up? Let's have some fun. Let Chase go for three hundred yards, or mix it for two eighty, or jackpot for six hundred. How fun would that be with a win? Of course. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, those are the numbers, or that's what they're projected to do as the game is going. They might not get them because they might sit them, to be honest. You know, I mean, I, I could see them getting Joe out, getting getting Joe Mixon out, getting Jackpot out, you know, getting Trey, Trey Hopkins out. So we'll see. I mean, I think the numbers good, the scoring numbers could be high, but the yardage and everything else, the individual stuff might not be as high. John, what's up? You got to get pressure on the Jets quarterback and we'll be good. And that, that's, that's one thing I will bring up now. I'm not going to take credit for this. James repeating my boy from uh, Locked on Bengals. Uh, kind of said this on his his uh, show earlier today. That the only really question, it's not really a question. The Jets have a, a pretty good interior line versus the, some people say suspect, Bengals line, interior line. I think our interior line is getting better. That's where it's going to come down for the Jets get pressure on the on the Bengals. Now, vice versa, as you said, we're going to get pressure. We're going to get pressure on them. I, we've got pressure on everybody, you know. So, and I think I really am excited to see Khalid, Khalid Kareem and see how he does because we've all talked about we need another edge rusher. Maybe we have one in our own organization. We'll see. Terry, what's up? We should get a pick six sun- Sunday. The defense. Will pay pad their stats. You know, I I really if they get one, I hope it's Eli Apple. I would love to see Eli Apple get a pick six because I know he's he's gotten all kinds of crap from the New York media when he was there. We weren't all that happy with him at first, but hey, in the last I think four games, he's only had one pass thrown to him or they one pass completed on him. That's it. So Eli Apple's been playing really well. So if they get a pick six, I hope it's him. Doggy, I know you love Trey. I think about Trey Hill. He's the best player on the Bengals. Yeah. I would I would think Jackpot or um the chosen one is the best players. The guys from LSU. Sorry, doggy. <laughs> Samuel, what's up, buddy? Just be thankful that the Bengals are winning. Yeah, I trust me. And I, I've said this before. Enjoy it. We have to enjoy how far it goes. I have no idea. Hell, I, I got Super Bowl visions in my eyes right now, but I'm a fan. I'm allowed to do that. But did you guys see the video the where they caught Joe talking to, I think it was Chase and Higgins, and I think CJ, ooh, Uzama, about how he thinks they can win the whole thing? Did you guys see that? They think they can win the whole thing. If they think they can, <laughs> that's really good. Um, Get goosebumps. Just talk. Just think about that. Give Vader. What's going on? Welcome to the show, my man. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Give Vader. He does the stripes song that is at the beginning and end of my show, and you can find his song from and uh, Blacklight Productions of Cincinnati. It's on Spotify. <clears throat> and I, th- I know you told me what it was last time you were on my show. Is it Apple or is it iTunes? I can't remember, but I know it's out there. But Gift says Hubbard. Two sacks, Henderson, three sacks. Woo, which could happen. I mean, we could put this could be a 
This should be a beatdown, I think. It really should be. This should be a no contest. If And I'll play it to what we've talked about when we go into the Ravens game. If the Bengals are up here and the Jets are down here, we need to keep them down here. And when you get them on the ground, step on their throat as fast as you can and end this thing. That's what great teams do. Blackthorn, Sammy, I agree. Honestly, the Bears taught me that anyone can be anyone in this league so no one wins easy. Yeah. And one thing, Blackthorn, I tell you this and Sam too, the thing that Joe has talked about getting better at is the interceptions. And to be honest, if he I've said this a million times, if he did not throw three interceptions, the Bengals win that game. That's one thing Joe has got to start cleaning up is his interceptions. And a lot of them is he trusts his guys that they're going to make the play, you know? That, like the one last week to the to chase in the end zone, he trusted Chase was going to get it and he underthrew it a little bit or whatever. But Chase could couldn't make the play. That's the stuff where and we might have to live with that. I don't know. But we'll see. John Wick, shout out to Give Vader. Yeah, exactly. We love his song. His song is awesome. Joe, what's up? Can you imagine how many could make the Pro Bowl? That's you know, Joe, that's a great point because we didn't have anybody, I don't think, make it last year. We all were ticked off because Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates should have made it. Yeah. How many are they going to make offensively and defensively? I mean, there's guys balling out. So, I mean, it, it it could be a lot. I mean, well, the Chiefs had a record the other a, a couple years ago, like 14 or something like that. I'm not saying we're going to get that many, but <laughs> we could. Terry, what? Are your thoughts on the former Bengal AJ Green and his <laughs> blunder last night? He's still my guy, regardless of what uniform he wears, except if he comes to a rival team. Yeah, I, I love AJ Green. I, I, he's one of my all-time favorite Bengals. I don't want to talk bad about him. To me, he looked like he thought they were going to run the ball. I mean, he was blocking like they were going to run the ball. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, you know, it was obviously a miscommunication. Um, but AJ's had a really good year this year, and I'm very happy and, and happy for him that he's having a good year. But it does suck that he made that blunder on national TV. So uh, that's my thought. I, I think it, it was obviously a communication uh, mishap. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Blackthorn, the Pro Bowls. <laughs> the NFC versus the Bengals. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have that many back for them, but I like, I like where your head's at. I like where you're talking. Uh, Sammy, thank you, AJ Green, for your service, but thank God for Jamar Chase. Woo! I, I, I can't say it any better than that, Sam. That's, Sammy, that's, that's perfect. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love AJ Green, but good God. Jamar, the chosen one, is freaking Unbelievable. I, I've said this I, on every show I've been on. As of right now, he has more yardage than anybody in the first seven games to start an NFL career. Anybody. I mean, he's, and I, I tweeted this out. Actually, no, I made a TikTok. I actually did tweet it out and I made it a TikTok. Chris Collinsworth is on there on his podcast and he's talking about Jamar Chase. He's going to break his rookie rec, uh, receiving record and he's going to do it by. Halfway through the season, and Chris Collinsworth goes, "Well, I'm going to blame him because he had, you know, 17 games. That's why he did it. <laughs> He's, you know, choking or whatever." But I thought it was funny. But that, but that's how good this kid is. I mean, Chris Collinsworth, his rookie record is from 1981. Some of you guys watch my show weren't even born then. I was, and that's why Collinsworth was my favorite player back then. All right, get low. We have to remember, Joe just getting used to playing with his brace for the first three or four games. Yeah. Gillo, have you seen how he's moving now? I mean, he's moving like, I think the old Joe, he's moving in the pocket. That's one thing people kept saying, oh, he's not moving like the old Joe. I don't, I'm like, I don't, you know, this is, this is, this isn't going to be good. You know, the quarterback experts or whatever. And I'm like, people, he's coming back from reconstruct knee surgery. Give him a break. But he's starting to move like the old Joe, the old jackpot. Blackthorn, AJ or Chad? 
Ooh, I love both those guys. That is a tough one there. Um, I hate to pick between both. Uh, I don't know. The only th- the only reason I would go AJ slightly above Chad, slightly Chad, if you're watching my show, it's very, very slight, is because I liked AJ's demeanor during the games and stuff, and I thought he kept his head about him a little better than Chad did at times. That's it. That's the only difference. But I think Chad had more yardage. Oops. Let's see here. Uh, Jamar. Uh, Joe says Jamar is making better decisions. That buddy is talking. Hi, buddy. You can't come on the show right now. Ryan, hello from Mansfield, Ohio. Who day? All the way. What's up, Ryan? Welcome to the show, man. All right, Samuel. Jamar plays player comparison is more explosive than Steve Smith. I mean, there. That's that's a perfect. I think everybody keeps saying Moss because he's getting the records. But he's more like Steve Smith because Steve Smith could beat you six ways a Sunday. He'd go in just like Jamar did. And that's one thing I think is so cool about what happened this past Sunday. Jamar was beating everybody over the top. Sunday he didn't. He went over the middle and he he turned into a running back. And did you see the, the – I ever saw the spin move. But did you see the acceleration, the speed? I mean, he looked like the freaking roadrunner. Me, me, and boom, right to the end zone. He – Blew the doors off the guys chasing him. So he's got elite speed. And, I mean, I've seen his legs, right? His legs are like freaking tree trunks. They're huge. Terry. It's certainly possible that Chase could have had a 1,000 yards receiving by the end of Sunday's game. That would be truly insane. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's seven, wait, 749. Yeah, he could. But like I said, I. If we get out on them, I really do think Zach's gonna sit his guys because this isn't college. Like it ain't it ain't like you gotta um do style points like the Bearcats do. My boy Dean, he says Chad, Chad over AJ. There you go. All right, what we got here? And Ryan, Chad was fun. Yeah, Chad was fun. He I I I enjoyed Chad a lot. I mean, he he was he brought the Bengals. He made the Bengals cool again. And that's that's the thing. And, and there's lots of, I think, Bengals fans that are watching the show right now. You guys are Bengals fans because of Chad Johnson. You got to give him give that credit. But in the waiting room, it's the man, the myth, the legend from Locked On Bengals, the bearded wonder from Canada, Jake Lisko. Jake, what's going on, man? I'm in the show. Hello. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Good. What's up? Did I catch you off guard? No, I'm ready. Let's all go. right. All right. All right. All right. So let's get into this. What I, I, I have to give you props though. You and you and uh you and James did a great gritty. You know, I I I truly think you guys did way better than well I could do. I I couldn't do it at all. <laughs> I give you props. That was that was a lot of fun watching you guys do that. You know, I uh I learned some lessons from attempting the gritty on camera for the first time. And the biggest lesson is uh that you, you don't start it from standing. You got to walk into it or jog into it a little bit, you know, because from standing, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, if you're just standing, you're just kind of doing a, I don't know, river dance. I don't know. Dancing, (laughs) but like, it's just a two-step where you're jumping from one heel to the other a little bit. But if you're going forward, you have forward forward momentum. And the other really important thing is your upper body, right? the, the, the lean, um, which, you know, when I was practicing and I did practice, uh, if you're just standing straight up, that's not, that's not the look you want. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> lean into it and, and it's better coming into it in motion. Those are my gritty lessons learned. So well, I'll, in I'll case have... any of you are aspiring gritty <laughs> doers, uh, I see, a, I see a message that I'm going to address right away in chat. Sam wants me to rate Dave Portnoy's gritty zero. <laughs> this dude, this dude decided that you know what I could just hop on one foot and cross my arms, and that's a gritty. No, dude, you're just jumping on a leg. So zero for well, Dave Portnoy, who I do not a, have any love for in the first no, place. So but he uh, made an awful lot of money on the Bengals. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, good, good for him. But yeah, I have not, I have yet to attempt the uh, the gritty. I don't think it'd be a a very very good look for me. But uh, let's get into this Jets game here, and we got a. Uh, 
you know, one guy that's going to be out, the Chris Evans is uh, out as far as I know for because of hamstring, but Khalid Kareem is back. Now, I have a question about him. Do you think, and then we've talked about this on my show a lot of times, that the Bengals might need to get another edge from somewhere? Lots of people keep asking me that. Is the answer in our own backyard? Is it Khalid Kareem? We've talked about on the Locked On Bengals podcast a few times that, you know, one position where I could see them kicking the tires at the trade deadline is an edge rusher. I, I think they could use another guy. I think they could use a guy to, to get Trey Hendrickson off the field a little bit more too to preserve him, especially now that he's been dealing with his shoulder injury for three weeks yeah. now. So I would try to get a guy. I'm, my, my hope for Khalid Kareem is that Khalid Kareem can take wide raised snaps because what the Bengals are doing is when Trey Hendrickson needs to come off the field, they're putting Wyatt Ray on that side. When Sam Hubbard needs to come off the field, they're putting Cam Sample on his side. And and they're playing sides with their defensive ends pretty much exclusively, right. unless they're doing weird stuff to, to try to create a pressure on a third down or something. But on base downs, their normal defense is Sam Hubbard left end, Trey Hendrickson right end. And if they're out, then Wyatt Ray right end and uh, uh, Cam Sample left end. So, my thought is in, in preseason, Khalid Kareem was lining up at left end. So that'll be interesting to see if they move Cam Sample or what they do. But I'm thinking Wyatt Ray is no longer active on game days. Right. And there are some people out there that are like, oh, get Darius Hodge a chance. And like, he's now sixth on the depth chart at defensive end. So yeah, uh, he keeps going down. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy's a developmental player. I hope he becomes very, very good, but I, I don't see a big rush in getting him on the field. But I am excited to see Khalid Kareem's return. I don't know if he's going to be a pass rusher. He looked great and very, very limited, like 11 preseason snaps. So not really sure what to expect from him yet. But, you know, I, I would hope at least he can he can make the Bengals comfortable with taking Trey Hendrickson off the field on, on clear rushing downs and, and get Trey Hendrickson on the field a little bit more in those pure passing situations. And that's where I would like to see them add a guy right. is, is another guy to, so Sam Hubbard can kick inside and they have two guys that really like to get after the passer as edge rushers. So that's what they're missing. Is it something they actually do? I, I don't know. Trades are impossible to predict yeah. is what I would say about that, but we'll, we'll see what happens next Tuesday. Yeah. Everybody keeps, it keeps asking me that. And the Bengals, I think you guys talked about this on, on locked on the Bengals really value their their draft picks so and that's the thing too is these teams are probably going to want draft picks for whoever they're trying to trade if it's somebody worth trading for and i'm not sure the Bengals the Bengals have changed their stripes and they are doing things a lot differently than they used to um i would kind of be shocked if they do it and plus i also think they don't want to maybe necessarily mess up the chemistry a little bit because they got such good chemistry on this team that they might be worried about that i don't know Uh, i've I wouldn't worry about that. If you get a good player on your team, uh, and I think Zach Taylor talked about this, like the, the leadership in the room, the locker room, right. by and large, I think at this point is very strong. There's a good mix of veterans and young guys, the, the young guys even that are, that are captains or have been around. Uh, and, and the biggest thing is, I think, that this team generally is taking on Joe Burrow's personality, and, and how do you not, right? Right. Right. Uh, Joe Burrow is an incredibly powerful presence, I think, in the locker mm-hmm. room. And so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't worry about adding anybody. You want to add players that are good, that are going to make your team better. Mike Brown infamously said not too long ago, it's not my job to make other teams better. Well, you can right. make your team better, <laughs> yeah, right? right? And so yes. uh, I remember if, that if quote. <laughs> it, if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, I mean, I'm not going to be screaming. Like, this isn't make a trade or everything's ruined, right? Right, like, right. We're not really there. It's not, for me, it's not Super Bowl or bust just because the core of the team is so young no, and, and controlled. Not, no. And so like, yeah, make a smart well, move, right? The, Don't the, give up all your assets. The cool thing is, Jake, is we're actually talking about that. <laughs> the way the Bengals are playing, like, hey, you know, like beginning of the year, only like crazy nut jobs like me thought that might, that might be a possibility. But other people are like, well, hey, you never know now with the way they're playing. Now I know it's you're still got a long ways to go. We'll see what happens. But it's just kind of cool that people are actually talking about it other than me. <laughs> uh, I think it's nice that we can talk about the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to get a win first. That'd be nice. <laughs> I, I, I've been covering this team on Locked On Bengals for 
two and a half years, right? I started the the year before Zach Taylor's first year. Pretty much when mm -hmm. we took over, Joe Goodberry and I took over that show from James Rapine when he left for Cleveland mm -hmm. and came back later. But uh, it was it was the coaching search. Or maybe right. they had just hired Zach. Yeah, no, it was February. So they had just hired Zach Taylor. And so it was covering the coach. The first thing we covered was the coaching search for all the assistants when most staffs have all been filled out. So right. for me, yeah. yeah, it's great. Covering a winning team is, I mean, it's good for our numbers. It's good for our audience. It's, it's more fun to talk about. It's easier for me to stay engaged because, you know, despite that, I'm clearly a fan still. I think people watching know that I'm still a fan of the team. Anybody that saw me, in uh, Paul Brown Stadium on week four knows that I'm still a fan of the team, but I, I'm also like pretty realistic. And if they're bad, I'm going to call them bad. And, right. and I'm probably not as optimistic as you or most fans. So, um, well, that's good. I always got, I, I got the orange sunglasses. So that's I, I see everything like that. Yeah, way, that's right. But, but the, <laughs> the point is that it's really fun for me to cover a winning team. And like last year down the stretch, you still have to cover the team, even though right. Joe Burrow's hurt. Right. And it's like, why am, why am I doing this? I don't even, I don't even want to watch these games. I just want to take a break and come right. back next year when people are healthy again. But, uh, you know, that's not a choice. So it's, it's nice to cover a team that's winning and, and, right. you know, touch wood staying healthy. So <laughs> exactly. uh, we, we'd like to see that continue. The interesting thing is is the timeline you're saying there. That's right about the time I started doing my uh, my show. There you go. <laughs> so we're, we've been doing this about the same time. I, that, that, that's look what look, look where we're at now, Jake. <laughs> we've come so far. At least you've had some other teams. Like I don't know. I guess the other Cincinnati teams have also been rough. But well, the Reds, well, the, Reds were, the Reds were fun to talk about this year, but they're frustrating. <laughs> and then, well, the Bears. Bearcat football has been been fun the last last two years to talk about. So that that that, and that you only have one team. I I got I can talk about Cincinnati sports. So that's right. All right, Gitlo's um, am I here. supposed am I supposed to answer Gitlow's question here? <laughs> sure, you can. He said, uh, "Love your show. To be honest, sometimes I think we're looking at looking for the perfect game. Is there really one?" Yes. Um, I mean, I I have. So so actually, no, um, no, and, and Joe Burrow will tell you this too. So, you know, you listen to Brian Callahan talk about Joe Burrow and Callahan, you know, we, we played the quote on our show yesterday. Callahan's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I went up to Joe to congratulate him after the game. This 41 to 17 win in Baltimore over the five and one Ravens. And Thrashing. Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, goes up to Joe Burrow after the game and he's trying to congratulate him. And Burrow's like, man, I, I, I threw that pick. I'm pissed. And, <laughs> and so, like, as fans... You know, we take the wins for sure. But as people Absolutely. covering the team, as an analyst, I'm looking at these wins and I'm looking for how, how can the team get better? What can we learn from this? And, and what can the players learn from this, right? And so is there such thing as a perfect game in the NFL? I mean, probably technically, yes. And, and I'm thinking back to like 2015, maybe like there's some games that year maybe that that were quite good 2005 like the two the the five years have been pretty good to the Bengals yeah. right but right um I don't think there's individually a perfect game there's always things to learn there's always things to improve always 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 that's just yeah. how N the NFL works but I mean so, they've so, been really good the last two weeks yeah, yeah. such is life you're always yeah. always need to improve so I don't know if there's anything that's ever perfect Let's yeah. get to Dean's Dean's question here. He said, "I've gotten asked this a couple of times. So, what would you give up to get Xavier Howard, if anything?" Yeah, Xavier and Howard, right? Xavier, the the Dolphins corner. Uh, yep. Probably not what the Dolphins want. That's what I'm saying. Honest. Yeah, because um, because you look at corner trades, and and they get traded for a lot, mm -hmm. and I don't. I, I see the Xavier and Howard is a good player. He had a great year last year. He's been kind of okay this year. I think I don't know how good he's been this year. I don't know if he's still that level. I don't have confidence that he's like a Daryl Revis or uh Stefan Gilmore, Marshawn Lattimore or Jalen Ramsey level corner. And those guys commanded, you know, or would command in a modern market, probably multiple first round picks. So, right. I don't even know if I want to give up a first round pick no. for Xavier and Howard in the contract, even though I know it's a later first round pick and maybe that's reasonable. The The argument would be mo mostly that I'm not sold on Xavier and Howard uh, more than like the contract or the value or anything. It's just like, I don't know how good he is. 
And I think that's probably what the Dolphins are asking for. Yeah, my, my thing with it is the secondary is actually playing very well. And I, I talked about this before you came on. And we got to give props to Eli Apple. I mean, the mm-hmm. last, I think, <laughs> well, the last four games, I think he's only allowed one pass. That's pretty good. That's better than what he was. Yeah, so there's this idea that I think is happening on defense. And I guess, you know, I could go try to watch a little bit more and confirm it. But my idea of what's happening on defense right now is pretty much they're they're mostly rolling help to Eli Apple's side of the field and leaving Chidobe Abuze in isolated situations, which is why you're seeing Chidobe Abuze get targeted so much more than Eli Apple. And Cheeto is just good enough to hold up. Mm-hmm. in those situations and and this is what baltimore tried to do right and this is how it can backfire is if they have a dude that's better than your dude <laughs> and jamar chase was better than marlon humphrey on sunday yep. then you're going to get torched and uh so far cheeto's been up to the task i mean he, he gets beat deep a little bit on that one uh excellent throw and catch from hollywood brown and lamar mm-hmm. jackson but um you know, by and large, even against Devontae adams who i think is better than jamar chase currently the best receiver in the nfl he even held up there despite despite him getting his it wasn't necessarily all against cheeto so um i think cheeto's good i do think they need another corner i think that you know if i'm looking ahead to draft needs right now it's interior offensive line corner maybe interior defensive line maybe extra maybe maybe an edge rusher those mm-hmm. are the four positions that i'm thinking about right now um well, the edge, too, you still got next year. We got Joseph Osai hopefully coming back healthy. So we all yep. got to remember I'm aware about him. Of that so. one. But you also don't really know. Like, generally, yeah. guys have good prognosis after after uh, meniscus repairs. It's not necessarily something that often lingers or slows a guy down. But, you know, if, if the opportunity is there and you can get a guy that you like in the first late first round, hopefully late first round, right? Um, right. Then, then you pull the trigger. But, you know, the other things are certainly – you have a one-year deal at left guard. You have a one-year deal at right tackle. You have a bunch of guys in on expiring deals on the defensive interior. So um, that plus corner, I think, is is you know for really looking out into the future, mm-hmm. is is kind of the picture right now. And and Trey Wayne's Eli Apple don't give me enough confidence. It would make me say, hey, if there's a offensive lineman available that or sorry, a corner available that we like, then we should pick him. And the Bengals yeah. have had success picking corners in the mid to late first round. Yeah, the one I would love to get, which he's not going to be there if we, we pick pick later, is, is Sauce Gardner out of the University of Cincinnati. He is, I, I think, one to 1A as far as the number one corner coming out of the in the draft this year, I think. I, but, you know, I'm biased. I'm a Bearcat fan, but he's pretty darn good. I mean, I think Derek Stingley is, is certainly up near the top of that conversation from LSU, who looked phenomenal NFL ready as a freshman down there in the SEC, but we'll see. I, I yeah. think a, a lot of time left uh, from what I've seen, from what I've heard uh, and, and read from those around NFL circles, he's kind of borderline first round right now. And I, you know, if he, if he tests well in particular, I don't see how he doesn't end up mid to early first round, just because, you know, his, his pr- productivity is, is just, insane like he's Absolutely. he's been so good I, I don't know how yeah i mean he's been great he's been he's been awesome now let's get let's go get to this uh jets game here now i want to steal this from james james said this on his his uh broadcast earlier today and i kind of agree with the 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 we the the strength the strength of the jets is the interior defense line the weakness of ours is our interior offense line and somebody said in here how do we get uh ryan said it what do we do about the o-line makes it has no holes to run through What's your thoughts on the O-line and, and this matchup here? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Mixon's had no holes to run through. Uh, but, yeah, I'm uh, with you on that. <laughs> it, it, it's been up and down. It's been inconsistent, and, and that's kind of the way of it. The Bengals' offensive line isn't great, and there's perhaps too much praise going around for them right now. Like they're, they're people talking about them as if they're great, they're better. Uh, and I'm not mad at them. I don't think they're like a huge problem or anything. Right. right. But they're not great. And so, you know, it's, it's inconsistent at times. And Joe Burrow currently is working great within the pocket and passing situations, but in the run game, I mean, I, I think it's just hit or miss right now. I think it's just, you know, inconsistent execution from a collection of guys that, are going to have that and that's just kind of be the way it is but Mixon has broken off his share 
of big explosive runs this year too. I mean, don't that one forget. in Detroit was pretty good. The, the Chase uh, got the got yeah. the block down for him. That was pretty good. Technically a pass, but yeah, that was a great run after the catch. But I mean, even I'll against Baltimore, my bad. <laughs> uh, even against Baltimore, Mixon gets loose mm-hmm. for an, an explosive touchdown. Samaji Piran gets loose for a, a, an explosive touchdown. So Jackson Carmen had that pancake. <laughs> yeah, great block from Jackson Carmen against a 330-pound man who he drove 10 yards downfield. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. Like, it's not consistently there, and, and that's just the way of the NFL sometimes, too. The Bengals, the, what I would like to see the Bengals to do more of, and they've started doing more of this in the last couple of weeks is more jet motion from under center. We've talked about this on the locked on Bengals podcast. And the, the idea is that the pre-snap motion gets linebackers, gets safeties going in one direction, maybe makes a right. defense adjust late. You saw this um, Mike Renner, I think retweeted uh, somebody's highlight from the, the Packers Cardinals game where the Cardinals, no, the Packers sent pre-snap motion and Buda Baker's manned up on a tight end, I think, in the slot. And the jet motion's coming across, and Buda Baker's trying to communicate to the, the guy running with the jet motion at the snap, and they're, they're trying to maybe to switch or, or figure out a switch release or, or something like that. And instead, the guy following the jet motion, the guy going in motion at the snap, stays with it as the guy runs into the flat, and Buda Baker's hesitate. He, he hesitates. He's late to... to get on the the you know it's a slant or or a basic and in route um and he doesn't get there in time because he he thinks he's actually staying in the flat but that communication is happening at the snap so the preset motion from under center does a few things it moves guys in the run game and and can can cause a little bit of hesitation and, and makes your offensive lines job easier and in the past game can create confusion in the secondary so uh they've started to do more of that would like to see them continue to do more of that but the, the Jets, despite having some players that are good at football, are a terrible football team. Yes. I mean, in, in terms <laughs> yeah. of results and, and what they've done on the field, they're getting bottom results across the board. They do have some some decent guys playing on the offensive line, right? That, that, that actually might be the strength of the Jets. But without a quarterback, without Corey Davis, with without Carl Lawson, all these guys that are hurt, like – the Bengals should be taking this seriously. I'm not taking it seriously, which is why I tweeted last night that the jinx people that believe in jinxes are going to be mad at me this week because <laughs> I mean, I, the last three weeks, the jinx, the jinx believers have been mad at me though. Right. The lions. I was like, I'm excited to kick back and relax and enjoy this nice, easy day of Bengals football. <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh, Jake, you can't say that you ruined the game. No. And then, <laughs> and then the Bengals blew him out. And then, and then like the Bengals were up two scores late against the Ravens and I'm like, there shouldn't be enough three scores. There's not, there shouldn't be enough time in this game for the Ravens to come back. And everyone's right. in my mentions again, like, no, you jinxed it. You ruined it. The Ravens are going to win. And then the Bengals <laughs> score two more touchdowns. Um, so I don't yeah, believe I, in jinxes. I, I don't really believe in jinxes either. But I mean, that that's where I, I, I think this should be an easy win. I mean, the Bengals are by, by far more talented than the jets. They're playing their backup quarterback, uh, what is his name here? I got Mike it White. Yeah, thank you, Mike White. Which I said I don't even know. I don't even know his name. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> it, it cracks me up that uh, Joe Flacco. They traded for him this week, and the man didn't even show up. Well, supposedly, I guess he showed up today. I'm like, that shows yeah. how dedicated he is. And really excited about going to the Jets. He shows up on Friday, so he was. I mean, he wasn't going to play anyway. But well, I do want to get to uh, a little bit of the interior offensive line and Quentin Spain, and this is. My stats guy, Tommy, got this for me. and I read this earlier in the show, but I'll read it again for you. And I think Quentin Spain has had, uh, is having a hell of a year. And 431 snaps this year, Q has only allowed pressure at 1, 1.7% of the time. That's seven snaps out of 431 in total. That's second overall in the NFL among NFL guards. Joe Tooney, who everybody wanted, which I, I put my hand up, I wanted him too, ranks eighth in this category. So I think we're... It, We've the Bengals got a dime in the rough with with Q. I think he's having an outstanding year. They're definitely gonna have to pay him next year, that's for sure. But I'm very happy with the way Quentin Spain has has played this year and how he's taking taking Jackson Carmen under, under his wing as well. That's what's gonna be interesting, right? Is do they pay him and how much do they pay him and, and how much money does he command? He's surely having a great season. And and I tweeted this this week. I think he retweeted it, judging from how much engagement he it got, and he certainly has a bigger following than me as an NFL player, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. But um, 
he uh he's he's reinvented himself this year mm-hmm. he wasn't great last year he came in had to learn the system had to play all these different positions and he played tackle <laughs> Yeah, he should have never been asked to play tackle. I like, that was the correct show. Sorry, interrupt you. Go ahead. It's the same as like they're asking John Jerry to play tackle two years ago. Mm-hmm. Something, something about Jim Turner playing guards, career guards at tackle. He right, he loves right. it. But um, this year playing left guard, which is where he, he had to play a lot of right guard last year too. I wanted mm-hmm. to see him at left guard the whole year. He's He's been so much better and so consistent and the the veteran presence and the leadership that he's imparting on that group combined with uh uh riley reef who who also has been a great leader by example i think for those young guys i I think it's going to go a long way but it does get tricky when you talk about extension because he's 30 years old right he's going to be 31 next year uh by the time the season starts his birthday's in august and how much are you relying on you know, 31 year olds for, for the long term, right? So, well, it's know, also that is how much do they, do they like uh, Deontay Smith because they really liked him at guard or yeah. uh, Akeem G- Davis Gaither. Those Akeem two Adenogy, yeah. are, excuse me, Denergy, sorry, Akeem Denergy. Th- those two could, to, could be guards next year, too. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. Akeem Denergy might be the right tackle next year. Yeah. Depending like we'll, we'll see how he plays and, and, you know, if he actually gets off the IR as he's currently slated to, but, you know, look at Riley Reef's market. Riley Reef had a really good career. He, he turns 33 in December, and you know he got what a, a, a pretty good deal, but for for a starting tackle, like right. a relatively small one year deal. Right. And you know, Quentin Spain, I think I, I love what he's doing this year. I think it's a very complicated conversation uh, to to figure out what to do with him next year for this team and, right. and how much to pay him and how many years you want to offer him. But uh, well, the other thing they got to worry I about do too love is, what he's done this year. I see the other one they have to worry about too is, is Trey Hopkins. And, and a lot of stuff with Trey Hopkins is his knee. And, and yes. I, I, I said this earlier in this broadcast too, that I give Zach Taylor a lot of credit, I think for the way he's handling veteran players and stuff. Cause we don't have a lot of guys on IR because every Wednesday, Trey, it's an off day for him. I mean, he goes out to yeah. practice, but he, does, he doesn't do anything because they're trying to get his knee knee better. It's more important to play on Sundays than it is to practice. Unlike Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis says, you know, practice, you don't play. I, you know, I see better and I hear and all that stuff we saw, we heard for years. So I think Zach Taylor's done a great job of that. But Trey Hopkins moving forward, because we got three or four young offensive linemen that could potentially, two out of three could, could be our, our starters next year. Yeah. And and we'll see if Jackson Carmen is the right tackle of the future, which Matt Minnick uh, has a feeling about. I would personally like to see Carmen stay at guard. Uh, that's just a personal feeling. Looking at Trey Hopkins, he's under contract for one more year. The Bengals can get out of that contract if they're not confident in Hopkins next year. There's also Trey Hill, who they really seem to like. Their sixth-round pick, I, I mean, with some seasoning. He's a young guy. He came out early. He, he could turn into a pretty good player too, right? But uh, like I said, I'm looking into your offensive line in the draft right now as I look way, way ahead right. and, and get really, really premature with it. If I do think about the draft, which I'm not really, uh, because it's too far away. Yeah. Well, isn't uh, that nice we don't have to? Last year, that's what we were talking about this yes. time. <laughs> well, not quite yet, right? Uh, like four weeks from now. Yeah. We but um, yeah, it is nice. It is nice. I, I'll give you that. But yeah, Tyler Lindebaum. Linderbaum. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, go with you on that. <laughs> the the Iowa center looks mm-hmm. great. Right. Um, people really like the Kentucky guard too, and I'm sure he'll be very popular in Cincinnati because of the all the UK fans that are also Bengals fans. So, right. Uh, Kennard maybe is his name. I don't know. I'm not there yet. Uh, but yeah, Trey Hopkins will be another one. They'll have to decide if if they think that he's worth the cap hit next year is he's definitely starting to show signs that those injuries have piled up, but I, I root for the guy. I love Trey Hopkins. Yes. Uh, I, I love what Quentin Spain has done this year. So I'm rooting for all these guys and I'm always pro player, but I always have to think about these questions from, you know, what's in the best interest right. of the Bengals. And that's not always what's in the best interest for the player. Exactly. Cause there's other, other guys on the other side of the ball. They're going to have to resign with Larry, Obi-Wan Kenjobi. That's my little yep. nickname yep, for him. There you go. They got, they got to, I think he's a must. They, they have to try to resign him because he's, he's been Gino 2.0 for us this, this year. So it, like I they, said, have, we, they have three free agents on the interior defensive line. Uh, BJ Hill, 
Josh Jupo and Larry Ogunjobi are all free agents. I don't think they can retain all of them, but no. two out of three is probably my goal because yeah. they've all been pretty good this year. Yeah, again, and I like saying this every time, and it brings up BJ Hill. Duke Tobin flat stole him <laughs> from the Giants. It yeah, was... <laughs> I, I don't understand what the Giants were ever thinking in that trade, really. Like, I don't know, man. I, I love that trade when it happened because I saw BJ Hill. This is going to be a player that actually contributes and, and can offer you something like tangible on the field. Whereas Billy Price, you know, was maybe going to play a handful of snaps this year. Yeah. And so, you know, they got a guy who's like a 20 snaps a game guy on defense for a guy who for the Bengals might have played 20 snaps this year. Right. Or, or maybe he'd be playing right guard instead of Carmen right now. I don't know. I don't know ah, what would happen. Who knows? L luckily, we don't have to worry about it. But, Jake, it's Friday. Go have yourself a good time. Relax. Thanks for coming on the show. Tell everybody about your Locked on Bengals podcast, what you guys got coming up. Yeah. Uh, everybody that isn't familiar with me, if you don't know who I am, I'm one of the two hosts of the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're five days a week. Sunday night through Thursday night or Monday morning through Friday morning, depending on when you choose to listen to the episodes, you can find it on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast for the audio only versions. But if you like to see James Rapine dance or <laughs> me do the gritty once in a while, well, YouTube is the place for that. Uh, you can find me individually on Twitter at Jake Lisko, just first name, last name there. I tweet a lot during games. I try to occasionally do some video clips, although uh, everybody should also follow i'm just going to shout him out bengals sands bengals underscore sends mike santagata mm -hmm. uh i was going to go start cutting up the game this week and mike had already started doing all of his tweets and all of his clips and i was just like all right i'll just watch these clips i don't need to post any <laughs> right. videos of my own uh but uh yeah that that's that's my life and the next time you'll hear from us on lockdown bengals will be sunday after the game and hopefully we'll be talking about some sort of demolition in hopefully. new york Hopefully we'll, we'll get a woo from you to start the show. That, that's what I'm looking forward that, to. That and, won't be happening no matter what against the Jets unless, like, Joe Burrow throws for, like, 600, 700 <laughs> yards. Uh, pe people seem to think the woo is just for winning. Um, but what people don't remember is that it was James' idea in the first place. <laughs> and uh, then I get to make the rules around it, right? There you so go. my rules are <laughs> that it has to be earned. And so um, – <laughs> Beating the Jets, well, uh, what, what you'd, you'd have to break some sort of record. If they put if, if they put fifty on them, we get we get a woo out of you. No fifty, no? no, no. Like it, like it, they literally have to break a record against the Jets. <laughs> what what if, what if what if Jamar Chase breaks uh the the the, the he he gets over a thousand yards you know in, in Sunday's game you know well total. that means he goes for over two yeah probably still no I mean he again literally <laughs> break a record. Uh, and, and like a big, like a big NFL record too. Like not, not a right. Bengals record or anything. Right. Uh, those of you, uh, those of you who are shouting out the show, appreciate it. LeVar Hollis giving me shit about the Muppet gritty. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> you, you try doing a gritty for standing on camera and, and don't edit it. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here. No, nah, just kidding. I appreciate y'all. Uh, aren't you and, guys like the number one locked on podcast for the locked on network right now uh this week we well i don't know if we are still today uh in the honestly like for us personally just on like a personal professional podcasting note let me look let me pull it up here the the bengals playing the jets directly after uh beating the ravens and getting into first place in the afc was like the worst timing for all bengals content creators because all of that energy and intrigue about beating the Jets or about beating the Ravens. It's like, oh, they played the Jets this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so currently, yeah, we fell behind the Raiders late in the week. The, the Locked On Raiders podcast pulled ahead of us. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still the number one Bengals podcast out there. Absolutely. So, you know, we'll Absolutely. take that's that. All, that's we'll all that really matters that. anyway, Jake. <laughs> all right, Jake. As always, I appreciate you. You have a wonderful weekend. I'll, I can't wait. Hopefully, ho hopefully something happens and we get a woo Sunday. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't y'all love it? I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Take it easy. Hootay. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I know there was a couple. Oh, yeah. A couple questions here. That I wanna, what kind of candy am I going to hand out? Um, I'm a Reese's guy. Well, actually, I take that back. I like eating the Reese's and handing the kids out something else. 
<laughs> well, my my favorite my favorite candy is Reese's Cups. That's that's what I like. There's another one. Uh, oh, somebody asked me if I was going to do another victory. Oh, here it is, Tim. Hey, Jeff. I think you'll be doing or will be going around the block with flags, both the Bearcats and Bengals, both winging this weekend. Happy Halloween, Jeff Houday. Houday, I plan on it. Um, I hope so. Now, Sunday, I will be at scoreboard. I'm trying to bring that up here. So, if you guys, I know, Tim, I think you, I think you're in St. Louis. I can't remember. I think, think you're, but if you guys are in town, come to uh, 3783 Shady Lane, North Bend, Ohio. Uh, the bar is called Scoreboard. We will be there uh, to watching the Bengals, hopefully, whoop up on the Jets and have a lot of fun. So, you guys, come join me. Let's have a lot of fun. And, other than that, let me get to the Facebook groups. They let me live stream because Mrs. Ice is telling me she's hungry. And we gotta get going. So <laughs> that's what I want to do. So I want to give a shout out and thanks to Hooday Nation, Hooday Legion, and Princess Ice. My bad. Right? Yes, yes. I, well, let, let me keep talking. <laughs> Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, Rounding Third, Heading for Home, the Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight, put it on the podcast. Check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Google, Stitcher, Play. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast. please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. You guys are killing it. I'm having, like I said, I've had between 50 and 70 people listen to my podcast. The podcast alone, which is awesome. That's that's great. I get a lot of people watching the show. I don't get as many people listen to the podcast I have this past week. Please keep it up. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, my originals. I'm at 1,412 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Please help me try to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. Hopefully the Bengals be in it. Hey, hey, Mrs. Ice, Dean wants to know what's for dinner. She said, come on, let's go. So I've never heard of that one. But anyway, <laughs> that's my boy, Jeremy. Dimebag D's nuts likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Hooday, have a fun weekend, guys. I'll see you Monday. I think we're going to have two wins. Bearcats and Bengals. And other than that, that's just sports, baby.
Daddy, we gon' rise and die.